Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. I am so pleased that you've chosen to spend some time with us to, to listen to the Word of God. And I pray that as you go into this uh, message today that you will ask for a special blessing from Holy Spirit. Expect to be touched by Him in your own special way because God knows what you need. God knows what things you're wrestling with uh, in this life of yours and uh, to expect today that you will be spoken to and that you'll be ministered to in the name of Jesus. As I always say, when we go to church and prepare to listen to the Word of God, we should always come before Him with an expectant heart to receive from Him. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, thank you so much, O Lord God, for this wonderful, beautiful day of life, O Lord, because this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that uh, as we've gathered here today to listen to your word, that your Holy Spirit will be present with each and every single one of us as we hear your word today, O Lord God, and we ask that you encamp your ministering angels round about us all to keep us safe from harm seen and unseen, and that we shall be before you today with expectant hearts, O Lord. I pray that you shall prepare the hearts and the minds and the spirits of these your children to hear your word and to receive your word and to get your word deeply rooted within their spirits, O Lord. This I pray in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What a wonderful way to uh, to start off the message because it. Uh, hopefully we are indeed preparing ourselves because today we are living in such challenging times. You know, the uh, the last six months have been particularly challenging uh, in this country or in the world for that matter, you know. And uh, we've all been hit by so many events that it, it is almost enough to make the mind spin, you know, especially if you are not a child of God. If you're a child of God, well, you know, while these tri- these times may be challenging to us and everything, we don't get ourselves in, in a tiz. We don't get ourselves so so uh, knocked down that we uh, we can't function. Amen, amen. But these are indeed challenging times, you know. But uh, if you stop and think about it, and if you study Scripture, you know, today's events don't seem that much out of whack if you really stop and think about it as relating to scripture you know as i said in one of my previous uh, sermons i do believe that this is a time of separation uh, within the body of christ within the church within within all of us as human beings for that matter too i believe it's a time of separation you know i mentioned in my previous sermon about the wheat from the chaff I think this is a time where, where, where these things are indeed happening to, to give us a chance to think and meditate upon what is, what is going on around us. Because I believe that God is indeed separating out the wheat from the chaff, you know? You know, uh, if, if we, uh, if you wind up thinking about it all and see what's going on in, in this world, uh, you'll see that there are indeed scriptures that make reference to us returning to Him, you know? And I think with the things that are are going on uh, in the world today, there's enough here to be challenging one's thinking to say, well, God, what is going on? Have we indeed strayed from you? We as children of God, I think we can see that more readily perhaps than those that are not saved because we can see that the uh, that the times are so swiftly changing. 
You know, I mean, things that, that are once considered, were once considered to be wrong, you know, now they are indeed considered, considered to be right. You know, we see so many things here that are things that are permissible, whereas uh, many, many times things that were not permissible uh, are, you know, people think it's passe. and They think that there is nothing to believing and doing what it is that they that they want to do, you know. But it's time for us to to say to say, Lord God, what is going on? What is going on? And to be ready to make some changes uh, in our lives, because I do believe that God is telling us that it's time to return to him. You know, praise God, time to return to him. And relative to return to him or returning to God, one would stop and ask themselves, well, how indeed have we strayed away from God? You know, well, think about again what has been going on round about us. You know, you know, the, the, the virus, the, the rioting in, in the streets, uh, criminals being set free and everything like that. And, uh, and when they've been set free, they wind up committing crimes all over again. You know, look at what is indeed happening. Here on the West Coast, we've had these horrible wildfires, you know, and, and, uh, even being here in Oregon, uh, Go a couple of weeks ago, we woke up. I think it was on a Tuesday, and the sky was literally blood red. I mean, it was deep red, and it stayed like that all day long. Whereas we had to have the lights on. It was so dark that we had the lights on all day, twenty four seven. We had to have the lights on, you know. And and the smoke was just it was something else. Thank God we didn't have to to evacuate. You know, the fires were still quite a distance away from us, but the skies were so red. And that is a time when it kind of just makes you start thinking. You know, God is there something you're trying to tell us is there something you're trying to tell us and then also i read the other day that now there's another there's a mosquito out there that they're worried about that can cause brain swelling uh, so now they're warning people about being careful of that particular mos- mosquito so i see so many things that are happening and i can't help but say to myself lord what is it that you're trying to tell us is it time that we need to think about making sure that we are returning to you and we see that in the Word of God, and let us always go to the Word of God. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. And we want to go to verse number 12. Jeremiah 3, verse number 12. Go and proclaim these words toward the north, and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge thine iniquity. Acknowledge thine iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one out one of a city, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Okay? I will bring you to Zion. Verse 14, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. Amen? First, verse 13, Only acknowledge thine iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the stranger under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. You see, and I think this is what is happening in this country. It certainly is happening in various places around the world. I think we've strayed away from the from the Lord. We've we've strayed away from from His Word. Okay, there is certainly iniquity in our in our midst. There's a lot of sinning that is going on. There's a lot of faith, way, a lot of things that are blatantly contrary to God's Word. So it's time for us to really evaluate what is happening in this life. 
has this country straight away. Amen. We also see in the book of Zechariah, let's go to the book of Zechariah, Zechariah 1, Zechariah 1, verses 3 and 4. Therefore say thou unto them, thus saith the, the Lord of hosts, turn you unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn you now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Okay? They did not, but they did not hear, nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. You know? If you wind up being a stiff-legged, a stiff-necked person, then God, as sooner or later, starts running out of patience, you know? And I do believe personally that, that we are seeing, we are seeing some semblance of God's wrath perhaps being poured out right now because too many things are happening one upon another. Okay? And we know what is happening, uh, uh, in, in legally, quote unquote. We know what's happening in the courts. We see what's going on around us. You know, we see pestilence in the form of COVID, of COVID, uh, going around here. And now they're worried about this mosquito that could possibly spread this, uh, encephalitis, uh, brain swelling disease that's going on. So is the Lord trying to get our attention? Maybe it's time for us as a nation to start considering returning unto Him. Maybe it's time for us as individuals. Maybe it's time for you. If there are things going on in your life, or if you're, obviously you're right in the midst of all of this, because wherever you are living, you're seeing similar things happening around you. Is it time for you to make sure that you are returning to God and that you're doing what God wants you to do? Amen? Amen? With all that is going on, you know, also we see where everyone is kind of jockeying for, for your allegiance, you know, or commitment to them. To whom do you listen? Who is telling the truth? Everyone is out there trying to, to state their particular cause or, or, or why their way is right. And they're trying to capture the minds and the hearts and the spirits of everyone that, that, that they think they will get them to uh, 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 listen to them. They're trying to, to capture your heart. Okay? To whom, whom do you listen? You know? Who out there is really telling the truth? You know? God has given us a gift so that we can navigate through all of this. God's given us a gift through his Holy Spirit, and it's called discernment. It's called discernment. And we see people in here, seeing here people uh, talking on TV or in the streets or reading in the newspapers and whatnot. Whom do you listen? How do you know what is truth? How do you know uh, what is fiction? Amen, amen, amen. How can you rely on what you are hearing from other people? Again, God has given you a gift for that. He's made it available to all of us that are born-again believers. And God gives us his precious Holy Spirit, and that gift is called discernment, okay? Now, you may have prayed for the gift of discernment, okay? You may have had lay, hands laid on you, you know, for, the, for, the, uh, for, for discernment, amen? But if you don't know and understand how, how it works, then you won't know how to actually use it, okay? You won't know how to use it. As a matter of fact, I put to you, you know, why do we even need discernment? You know, why is this important? Amen. Well, let's go to the book of Kings. Let's go to the book of Kings. Kings 1. Kings chapter 1. Why do we need discernment? Or why should we, we desire discernment? Okay. 1 Kings, and let's go to chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. And we're going to go to... Actually, starting with verse number number one, one Kings verse number one. 
And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem round about. Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. Now when they say high places, they're meaning like usually on hills. Temples and things uh, in those days were usually built up, up on a hilltop, you know, on an, an area that was elevated above the town. So they referred to it as high places. Uh, verse number four. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God asked, ask what I shall give thee. This is what he's saying to Solomon. Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy, thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. He's saying I am so inexperienced in this. You know, I barely know how to go out or come in. So what he's really there doing is there is he is telling God, I am so inexperienced. Verse 8, And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? Okay, so what he's saying there, verse number 9, underline it, please. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may, there's the word, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? Who's able to judge this so great a people? Verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked for riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, underline, asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. And I have also given thee which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was in, in a dream. Okay? So what he's saying, what God is saying to Solomon, when God asked him, what is something that you would want? Amen? And, okay, okay, what is it? What is it that I shall give thee? He asked back in verse number five. Solomon did not go out and start asking for all sorts of riches. Give me this and give me that and so on like that. 
He asks for wisdom that he may be able to judge the people, to, to, to rule, to serve over these people. He asks for wisdom. He asks for guidance. He asks for discernment that he will be able to tell the difference between good and bad. Okay? He says there in verse number nine, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. Amen? Okay, and that's what we need to be able to do. We need to be able to discern these days the difference between good and bad. We need to be able to 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 discern when when evil is being spoken, when evil is around us, for that matter, when 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 evil is asking us to be involved with certain things, when evil is be is asking us to follow certain people, to, or when evil is is asking us to believe certain untruths. We need to be be able to discern that those are indeed untruths. That the people that they're asking us to follow are indeed not the people we should be following. Amen. Amen. That, that, that the belief system that they are espousing is not a belief system that we should be involved in. Help us to discern. Okay. So by Solomon asking for discernment, okay, and not asking for riches and everything, God said, okay, you guess what? I'm going to give you that discernment. But because of the fact that you didn't ask for riches, because of the fact in your heart you felt that you, you wanted to, to be able to, to righteously serve the people and rule the people and to judge the people, because you asked for that good thing, I'm going to give you that good thing, but I'm also going to bless you with riches. Okay? I'm also going to bless you with riches. And we all know the, the story of, of Solomon. I mean, he was the wealthiest, one of the wealthiest people in the, in the Bible there. And that's a whole sermon unto itself. And he was also one of the wisest. You know, this was, this was where, and I, shortly after, after this, uh, um, this uh, chapter here, uh, um, uh, it gets into some of the things that Solomon did, uh, showing, demonstrating his wisdom, and that's where the whole thing came with, with the baby. You know, cut the baby in two, and that's a sermon in, in itself there, where he passed judgment to two women who was, uh, both claimed that the baby was theirs, and in his wisdom he said, okay, well, I tell you what, let's cut the baby in half, and each of you take a half. Okay, knowing that the true mother of the baby would not want her baby to be killed, and, and as the scripture bears out, the true mother said, said, no, don't cut the baby in half. Give the baby to the other woman, okay, that the baby may live, okay? And that's where Solomon arrived at the conclusion that she had to be the true mother because she would not want the baby to die, whereas the other woman said that she would be satisfied with splitting the baby. You see, and that's a well-known story. And then it became, you know, it, 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 it's, it's kind of a... Um, uh, it's kind of a mantra that is even used in the secular world, you know. And, you know, oh, why don't we use some wisdom here and cut the baby in half and so on. Amen. But to get back to the point, though, here Solomon was asking for wisdom, not for riches. And God said, I will give you that wisdom and discernment because of the fact that that is what you asked for and nothing else. Okay? Okay? We have to understand that there is a spiritual realm that takes place all around us. Okay? But to understand that realm, to understand that realm, we have to be able to, uh, we have to be able to understand, understand discernment. Okay? We have to be able to understand it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Praise the living God. 1 Corinthians, the book of Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and starting with verse number 9. Okay. But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Okay. And pausing right there, saint of God, you know, eye has not seen nor ear heard. 
okay, the, 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 the things, the things that God has prepared for you if you love him. Okay, this is so far beyond our imaginations before our uh, uh, before our understanding of what God can do, you know, and the, the the vastness, the length, and the breadth of the spirit realm that we can't even begin to understand the things uh, that He has in store for us, you know. And it says, "Has prepared for those that love Him." Verse ten, but God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man, but the spirit of God. Amen? So what's that saying here? What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of God? So therefore, the same thing is true with God. God, who knows what, what, what are the, the, the things of God more than the Holy Spirit of God? Amen? Amen? In, in other words, you know, the, the person that knows you the best deep down inside is you. I don't care how long you've known your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend. I don't care how long you've known that individual. Okay, no one knows them as much as you know yourself. No one knows your deepest thoughts like you know your deepest thoughts. So no one can understand you as well and know you as well as yourself. Well, that's what it's saying. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Okay? No man but the Spirit of God, all right? But it says in verse number 10, But God has revealed them, the deeper things, the secrets of God, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, okay? For the Spirit searches, searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, okay? So the Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God, and the Holy Spirit of God is the most um, uh, 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 intimate intimate relationship if you will with God because the Holy Spirit is God okay so who knows God any better than Holy Spirit okay so verse number 12 says now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God okay now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God all right so we have not received the spirit of the world okay which is which is which is is really you know you know the, the things of the devil the things of satan okay we have not been given that world okay we we do not do not live and guide our actions by what goes on in the world Amen. Amen. The, the, the Holy Spirit is the one that guides and gives us the actions that gives us the actions that are, uh, we should be carrying out out in our in our lives. Amen. He is the one that guides every single step of our way. OK, so we have received verse 12. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So newsflash for you. You have the spirit of God. Therefore, if that is true, based on what the scripture is saying, that, that you might know the things which are freely given to us of God. Do you know that God has things that he wishes to freely give to you? God has information that he wishes to give to you. God has things uh, going on with your life that he wants to let you know in advance. God has all sorts of new vistas, new avenues, new horizons for you to, to cross, new things for you to achieve. If you're following him and if you love him and if you're willing to open your heart to be guided by Holy Spirit. Okay. And to read verse number 12 and running into verse 13. Let me start again. Verse number 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom 
teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amen? Which things also we speak, verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches us, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Okay? All right? Okay? So, 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 so we don't speak and we don't, don't guide our lives by man's wisdom. By man's teachings, because if you do, you'll be following every single cause that's out there today. You'll be going along with every single uh, 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 political piece of rhetoric. You'll be going along with 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 everything that man devises as as the truth that man claims is the truth that the, that man claims is the way to save society, the way to save civilization. We'll be following all of those things, but we don't do that because we're guided by Holy Spirit. We are guided by Holy Spirit, okay? Okay? We don't do, we don't fall behind the things and the words that man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Ghost that teaches us, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14 says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually, what? Discerned. Because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? Now, the natural man in scripture is referring to the person that is unsaved, the person that does not know Jesus Christ. Okay? It's impossible for the natural man to receive and understand the deep things of God, the things that are revealed by the Holy Spirit. The only way that you can receive Holy Spirit revelation is by you being a blood-washed, born-again believer and, and a believer of Jesus Christ who has accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Okay? You see, the things that we talk relative to God, relative to the deep spiritual things that God reveals to us, okay, to the person that is in the world, to the natural man, they are foolishness. They are foolishness, okay? And you may have seen that sometimes when you've been talking to someone that is unsaved and you're trying to give them some deep spiritual truth. They look at you like you're crazy because what you're saying to them is going right over their heads. It's impossible for them to understand where you're coming from because they do not have the Holy Spirit of God in them. Okay, so what they're saying seems as foolishness to them. Okay, the word of God says, says neither can they know them because, because they are spiritually discerned. Okay, so the discernment that you have when Holy Spirit gives you a revelation, gives you an insight, the person that is in the world cannot know and cannot understand those things because the only way they could understand it is to have the Holy Spirit of God in them. Okay, okay, they cannot understand it because the things that you are understanding uh, through God, through Holy Spirit's revelation, they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually understood. So there's a big difference. They cannot hope to understand that. Okay, all right. Discerning, discerning of spirits, uh, as I've, uh, I've said here, is uh, is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we see in one Corinthians. Let's go to one Corinthians twelve. Praise the living God. 1 Corinthians 12, and starting with verse number 4. 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. In other words, it's given to benefit every man. For to one is given, given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, 
to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, underline please, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Divides to every man severally as he wills. As he wills. For as the body is one and as many members and all of the members uh, and all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ for by one spirit. We are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have been been uh, all made to drink into one spirit for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, am I not of the body, is it therefore not the body? If the whole body were, were an eye, where were the hearing? If the, whole were, uh, if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased them. And if they all were one member, where were the body? But now are there many members, yet one body. Okay? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, much more, more, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Alright? So all of this, the main point I want to, you to get, to gather out of here is that it says back up in, uh, verse number, uh, verse number 10 to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discernment of spirits you see that discernment is indeed it's a gift it's a gift of the Holy Spirit okay and we need to be able to use that uh, that discernment so that we can navigate life and be victorious in this life the way God wants us to be all of the other gifts here what the point that's being made there is that all of these gifts are needed are necessary uh, in the body of Christ to make us one complete body and God uses the analogy of an eye versus an ear and a nose and so forth like that. How could we exist if we, if any one of those parts of our bodies are missing? You know, and we all know that if you lose the, uh, the faculties of any one of those senses, it makes it a little more difficult to you to function, you know, until you get strengthened and, and God helps you to compensate and so on. But, but normally speaking, all of the parts of our body all fit together and work together so that, so that our bodies can function as one, as one, uh, viable organism. Okay. So discernment is very much a key part of our existence as believers. Discernment is very much an important part of all of us, in all of us, to be able to navigate through this world, especially in this time that we're in, when there is so much division out there, where there are so many lies that are just outright being taught. Taught, okay, where there are so many lies, and I'm, when I say a lie, I'm speaking, of course, relative to the Word of God, because the Word of God is our only yardstick. The Word of God is our only uh, uh, guidance that we need to have to, to make it through this life. Amen. Amen. So sermon, sermon is, is important. Uh, I keep mentioning that the out there about all of the various uh, uh, voices that we hear and all of the things that people want us to do and want us to follow. Let's go to uh, one John. Let's go to little John. We hear so many of the voices out there where they're trying to tell us what to do and, and who to follow and who should we believe. Okay, and we need this discernment so that we know exactly what it is that we need to do and what God wants us to do. Okay, so looking at 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, 
1 John chapter 4 and starting with verse number 1. Verse number 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into this world. Amen. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Okay. Can't be more clear than that. It says to try or to test every spirit. Okay. Because not every single spirit is of God. Okay. And that is saying to you, you hear someone saying that you should do such and such, or this is what's happening, and they're speaking all sorts of things that are, are, are counter to the Word of God. Don't be believing it. Don't be believing it. Amen? Amen? When you're hearing something out there that, first of all, if you've got discernment, you will feel something within your spirit that something that I'm hearing does not fit right here. It isn't right. It doesn't quite jive with what I know God would want me to do or how, what kind of actions God would want me to take. Amen. So you need to try the spirit and trying the spirit is always you balancing what you're hearing, what this person is telling you, what this person is saying. Trying the spirit is always balancing what you're hearing with what does God say you should be doing. Okay. Okay. If it is not balancing or cannot be backed up by the word of God or, or, or is in direct conflict with the word of God, then you know that that spirit is not one that you should be listening to. Amen. That's what it means to try every single spirit. Okay. You're hearing things on TV. You're hearing something in the streets. You're reading something in the news or in a magazine or whatever. And as you're reading it, it just doesn't, something just doesn't quite sound right. That's the Holy Spirit in you. That's discernment, that gift of discernment working up, rising up in you. So you need to try it. Further try it and test it and bounce it against, compare it to the Word of God. Amen. 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 It goes on to say here, uh, um, uh, in verse number two, hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already is in the world. And even now is already in the world. Amen. Amen. So now here now God is saying that 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 one very basic of uh, um, uh, 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 a comparison here or, or, or I should say something that can help you to evaluate whether what you're hearing is true. You know, where where this stuff that you're hearing is coming from, you know, do they believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God? Do they even believe that? And especially today where you see it is such a kind of becoming an in thing here where, uh, um, where where God is being taken taken out taken out of conversation you know they want to take it from the pledge of allegiance you know they don't want it said it with little kids with kids in the school class in the classroom you know they're trying to get God out of the picture so that already is that antichrist now this is antichrist with a small a all right, it's not the big Antichrist that is yet to come, okay, that we know will be in the final days there, but, but when he, when Jesus is saying, when God is saying here that that spirit that is already among you is in the world today, amen, that means that those people are out there working right now. They're working out there right now, okay, to undo what God has done in this nation, what God has done around this world, okay. He's trying to get God out of the picture. So we need to make sure that people that are trying to get us to believe them, to follow them, to behave and to act the way they want us to behave and act, make sure, make sure, try those spirits, try those spirits before you go buying in hook, line, and sinker. Okay? Verse number five there says that they, uh, says they are of the world. 
therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is, he that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That's a dynamite scripture, very powerful. Please underline all of verse number six. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. Okay, now this is, this is of course, is the apostle uh, speaking there. And he's saying that if you are of God, then you understand what he's saying. You hear him. Okay, okay. But he that is the person that is not of God will not understand even what John has written here in this book. In this, in this, uh, um, uh, epistle here. Amen, amen. So that's how we know. That's how we know. Okay. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of, of error. Okay. That old spirit of error, that old spirit of antichrist that is being, that is out there. If they cannot hear and do not understand what the scripture is saying and what God is saying, then that means that they are indeed not one of us. So therefore, why are you going to follow behind someone that you know is not hearing God and is not, has no desire to follow God? Okay? When we are of God, he that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay? Alright? Bottom line there is, believe not every spirit. Try those spirits, you know? Okay, so now that we have, uh, you know, I'm giving you kind of a, a broad brush here, uh, without getting into a whole a whole Bible study on, on discernment. I mean, there's a lot more deeply we could go, but uh, being that this is, is a sermon and a message, I won't go into a whole lot of more detail. But now that you you know some more about it and the essence of it and the importance of using what God has given us, okay, then let's try to understand a little bit more about how God will use us and the spirit of discernment. Okay. All right. First, we have to realize that the spirit realm shapes our physical reality and enters into the affairs of man. Okay. The spirit realm shapes our our reality, our physical reality, and the spirit realm bleeds over, if you will, into the affairs of men. Okay. It, it goes and enters into the affairs affairs of man on a day to day basis. Okay. Rulers, you know, and people in authority can be influenced by evil. Understand that, okay, okay? They're talking about discernment and, and, and knowing when and when you should not follow behind someone uh, or, or cause or, or, or any other belief system. Rulers and people in authority can be influenced by evil, and we need to know when this is happening. It's very, very important that we know when this is happening. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Praise the living God. The book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 33. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel number 33, chapter 33. Chapter 33, and just starting at verse number 1. Okay? Well, as a matter of fact, before we go there, before put a bookmark in 33. Put a bookmark. We're going to come back there. Let's go to Ezekiel 28 first. So you can get this whole thing in context here. Go to Ezekiel 28 first. Praise the living God. Ezekiel 28. Okay. Verse number one. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, or Tyre, is in Lebanon, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, 
I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas. Yet thou art a man. Yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasures. By thy great wisdom and by the traffic hast thou increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou shalt die the the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. You shall die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Okay? Wilt thou yet say before him that that slayeth thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slays thee. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers. For I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. Okay? So here he is speaking to the the king, uh, the prince of, of Tyrus, or Tyre here. Okay, and what he's basically saying is because of the way you are and the things that you have done, you know, and even with the wisdom that you've had, you've you've used it to increase your wisdom, uh, your riches and so on like that. But he says that, but you are striving to be God. Okay, you think that you are God. Okay, and he's saying that because of that and the things that you have done, because of that, I'm going to bring strangers. I'm going to bring those that are going to come in to conquer you. Those that are going to come in to conquer you, all right, and to, to, to destroy you. And you indeed will wind up dying. You will indeed be killed off. They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Okay? It says, but thou shalt say, but, but thou shalt be a man and no God. This is what God is saying. Okay, now he's speaking to a physical man here. All right? Now, in these next few scriptures, okay, look at where God is coming from here. Okay? Look at where God is coming from. Verse number 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me. This is Ezekiel saying, Moreover, the Lord, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealed up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in, in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have yet, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of stones of fire. 
Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted, thou hast corrupted by wisdom, by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of the traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished by, at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Okay? So does that sound familiar there? Okay? All right. Here, in the second part of the prophecy where God told Ezekiel to say unto, unto the king Tyrus, he's comparing him to none other than Satan. None other than Satan, okay? Where it says in 13, thou hast been in Eden, okay? And he talks about you were created. The pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. He said you were the covering cherub. You were in, you were, were in the mountain of God. And he says, I'm going to cast you down because of your evil, because of your iniquities, all right? The same way Satan was cast down, that same evil devil, those same, and, and, and referring to the prince of Tyrus here, this was the devil that was guiding this, this man, this king Tyrus, okay? And God was saying that the same way that he would be destroyed and torn down, this was was it was um, uh, was relating. It, it, it's tying into how Satan, who was the governing spirit that was guiding this king into doing all of the things that he was doing. Okay. So again, when I say, does that sound familiar? Many people that are in places of authority today, okay, are guided indeed by by evil. Okay, many. Okay, and this is not because they are just all of a sudden got some plan because they want to get elected or they want to be in charge of people and everything. And I'm not trying to sound political at all here. I'm just simply saying to you to be be careful uh, uh, of whom you follow. Okay, because not every person in authority is of a godly nature. Okay, is driven is driven by God. Okay, Ephesians 6 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness in high places. Amen. It's, this is a spiritual realm that we are involved with, and many times we forget about it. So using your discernment, you have to be able to see this individual that's doing the talking, this, this thing that's going on. Is this indeed of God or is it not of God? Is it of evil? Okay, discernment can help us with that in all points along the way. Amen, amen, amen. The devil is real. He and his minions, he and his demonic minions or dominion, minions are real. And he wants to bring his dominion right online here on planet Earth. Okay, he wants to have it in full force here. So this is one of the reasons that we see the evil that is, is coming about today. You know, so many times, you know, I told my, my wife that when I was seeing some of these uh, 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 riots and things all over the place going on and the, the fires burning and people just, just, just hitting each other and all of this screaming and foul language and all of that chaos that was going on. I told my wife, it's almost like behind that fire that I can just see the devil back there or some other demonic minion back there just rubbing his hands together and cackling, you know, say, ha, ha, ha. Look, we've got them going. Ha, 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 we've got them going. Look, they're destroying themselves. Look, God is out of the picture here. They don't love each other. Not at all. Far from it. I can see that working. You know, and then I see the leaders come on and the things that they say and the things that they, they don't do know that makes you know that that, that no way could they be, be, be uh, guided by God. Because otherwise things would not continue in the direction that they're going. Amen. Amen. So we have to see that in this time with everything that's going on, separating the wheat from the chaff. OK. OK. We want to be the wheat, not the chaff. Therefore, God has given us this discernment to help us to facilitate our making sure that we are indeed separated 
you know, from uh, from the uh, chaff that is out there, the chaff which shall indeed be burned. Okay, okay. You see, you see, you see, and 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 many many times, you know, when when we are given discernment, you know, we have to also remember that discernment can give us some responsibility. Okay, discernment, having that gift of discernment, can give you some responsibility. Okay, and, you know, and 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 knowing the things that Holy Spirit may reveal to you are uh, about someone, about a situation, a loved one, a family member, a friend, or about a situation can can be to a point there where God may want you to do something with what He is telling you, with what He is showing you. Amen. But you just have to make sure, even that 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 in 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 carrying out what God is telling you to do, make sure that Holy Spirit gives you every single step of the way exactly what it is that you need to do. Okay. Alrighty. And then another critical point here is to make sure that you understand that you are acting based on what God is telling you to do, and it is not your responsibility. Okay. But it is there is still the responsibility of God to bring to pass in that person's life whatever it is that you may be saying to that person, or perhaps even prophesying to that person through the spirit, the uh, gift of discernment. Okay. So in other words, what what I'm trying to say to really make it make it clear to you, you know. If through discernment, you know, you, you, you realize that a, a loved one, a family member, or, or a good friend that is a loved one here, you know, doesn't know the Lord yet, and that is something that that person needs in their life badly, obviously, and you start ministering to that person, you start speaking to that, to that person under the unction of Holy Spirit, he's giving you the words to say and so forth, Maybe give him give him some scriptures, him or her some scriptures to read, and 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 how to go about setting up prayer time and so forth. And Holy Spirit is telling you how to guide them and so forth. And all of this 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 uh, started through through discernment that that God gave to you. Once you start ministering to the person, and however God tells you to work with that person, remember that it it is God's job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to actually bring him to the Lord. Okay. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the one that brings someone to God, you know. And just as a side note, note here, I mean, you know, I've heard so many saints over the many, many years say, yeah, I was down, that down witnessing, you know, under the bridge, or I was over there witnessing, you know, to the homeless that was there, you know. And yeah, and, and, and I, I talked to them, and I brought 25 people to the Lord. I brought 25 people to the Lord. 25 people were saved, you know. I brought 25 people. I, 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 well, guess what? You didn't bring anyone to the Lord. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the one, the only one that can bring someone to know Jesus Christ. Okay, God may use us to facilitate a discussion. God may use us to to say the words, you know, that will will will, will meet the the listeners' ears. Will say something that will resonate in their hearts, and that is still Holy Spirit doing that. God will give us the words. Holy Spirit will give us the words to say that will pique and stimulate that person's interest to listen to what we're saying. But ultimately, making making that final step, making that step to commit his or her life to God, only Holy Spirit can do that. So don't get puffed up in yourself. You know, I, I really say that seriously. Do not get puffed up in yourself saying that you were the one that saved anybody. Okay, okay. We can be faithful to God and obedient to God in, in as Holy Spirit gives us discernment in speaking to people and ministering to them and praying with them and so forth and giving them some giving them some guidance perhaps all right but the actual saving the thing that makes that person uh, uh actually you know say i need jesus christ to come to that conclusion that they need jesus christ and to go forth and say i need to ask jesus into my heart right now because i believe that's the right do because the word of god says don't forget that if you shall believe in your heart if you shall believe in your heart 
okay, on Jesus Christ that you shall be saved. Amen. Amen. So you can't change anyone's heart to that degree. Only Holy Spirit can do that. Amen. So through this discernment thing, which is so, so powerful, a gift and needed, especially in this day and age. Be mindful of it. Pray for it. Really want it, desire of it, because desire, desire it, because you'd be surprised how much it can benefit you and how it will benefit you, especially in the days, weeks, years to come. We don't know how long Jesus is going to tarry. Amen. So we need to be able to know and to use every single tool that God has given us through his word. To use every single tool that Holy Spirit has available to us. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so, so don't focus on so much the things of the world, but in, in being able to navigate yourself and your loved ones, your family, your friends through the things in this world. Let, let, let discernment guide your actions. Let discernment guide your thoughts. Let your, your, your discernment guide you in how to pray. Because while we do not know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit does. Amen. Amen. So we need discernment. Okay. Pray for it, ask for it, value it, want it, desire it. This I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And before we close, uh, don't forget to honor God with your tithes and offerings. Amen. Amen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you shall be blessed. And I pray that you have been blessed by this message today. Let us close. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, I praise you and I magnify thy most glorious name. I pray, O Lord God, that as we close here today and as each of us goes our respective ways, O Lord God, I, I pray that we shall, shall go into the rest of the day and the week ahead of us, O Lord God, knowing that you are indeed with us and that you will bless us and, and touch us with your spirit of discernment and fill us with thy, give us a fresh anointing moment by moment of Holy Spirit, O Lord. I pray, O Lord God, that these words have gotten deeply, deeply planted in their spirit so that these words cannot be stolen away by the evil one if and when he tries to raise his ugly head in their lives, O Lord. I pray, O Lord God, that these words will be deeply rooted in their spirits, that they may bring them forth as the sword of the spirit to defeat that evil one in their lives, O Lord. I praise you, Lord God. I magnify thy most glorious name. You are an awesome God, and we love you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Saints of God, go forth this day and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.